Boy, what a nice path. You know, this is a very easy to walk path, don't you? Wouldn't you say, Nick? Yeah, this is a nice path full of cool trailers like Snake Eyes and Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Hey, Ben, what's that dark path over there? You know, I, I honestly don't know, but I don't see any reason why we shouldn't take it. I mean, uh, you know. I agree. Let's wander down this dark path and see where it leads us. Wait, this, this path sure is dark and, and uh, kind of, I, I feel kind of hopeless. Ben, this is... This is a really ominous trail. I, I, I don't see the, I don't see the old path. My, my feet are sort of dragging, sort of dragging. <laughs> what, what, what was that sound? I didn't hear anything. I swear I heard something. But yeah, it's almost like we're entering the dragslands again. Wait a minute! I've heard of this place. Oh no! I thought we were out of here. I, I, I thought. I thought we, we were coming out of the quarantine. We wouldn't have to deal with this place anymore. Oh, no. There's that sound again. What is it? It's getting closer. Is it... Is it Nick Cage? <laughs> well, he's right here with us, as he's always been. Hey, guys, just uh, holding up the rear here. Well, if, if anything comes up behind us, by surprise, it'll eat Nick Cage. Um, it won't hurt us, but I feel like we're going to get hurt, Nick. You guys don't have to be faster than the monster. You just have to be faster than me. <laughs> um, Nick, this list that we've got here, buddy. Dude, we're back in the Dregslands. We are back in the Dregslands, but you know what? We're going to try to entertain you folks uh, as we talk about these boogerific, these, uh, it's a cereal bowl full of boogers. Hopefully you'll be able to mine some enjoyment from our despair as we plunge deeper into the dark forest of the Dregslands, which I believe in a previous metaphor was a desert, but now we are in the dark woods. Listen to all the monsters and birds and creatures. Meh, well, we watch these trailers so you don't have to. See how that works? <laughs> There's one, one trailer that I'm pretty into, and... That's all. <laughs> Some of them are okay. Some of them are bad. There is one good one on the list, I would say. There's one that might be okay, but it's not like I'm, I'm not going to like go out of my way to see it. But there's one real good one that we both are very excited about. And I will be sure to go through all of them for you. Actually, there's two. Two pretty good ones. But we'll get to... Oh, what? Is that fireworks? Is that what that is? I can hear that. Sounds like somebody's hammering on your wall. There's fireworks. The Dregslands are a place of fireworks. Yeah, it's the people across the street. They're annoying all the time. They find every way that a person can find to be a, an annoying person in a neighborhood, they have. Like, they do everything. So you got a busted driveway, you got annoying neighbors, Nick, and we're in the Dregslands. This is not your day, bud. It's not, not, no, yeah, this has been, this ain't, ain't been a great week, but next week will be good. Next week will be good. Indeed it we will. will be the Trailer Blazers in person. The Trailer Blazers in person. What a time to be alive, folks. Well, let's start this show off. My name is Ben Moon, by the way, joined here by Nick Kelly, Sir Nick Kelly to you. That's right. Uh, and uh, we're, we are the Dumb Dudes. And uh, let's talk about uh, what we done had watched this past week. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I, uh, I sort of veered off my regular path this week. I'm not an anime guy. I've never... In, in no... Dang it. <laughs> Turn off those fireworks! I don't... Okay. I don't get fireworks. Like, what's the fun of this? They're all... It's all exactly the same. You're just shooting something up, and it turns into a couple sparkles. You know, as a kid, I used to like shooting them off, but then I sort of grew out of it. Um, after you do it a bunch of... After you do it, like, 20 times, you know? Well, and more than that. Like, 40 times, because you gotta think New Year's and... Uh, fourth of july you just you 
I go to the big fireworks shows. I like those, like you know, Disney World and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too into just doing them myself anymore. No, these are just clowns. Anyway, fireworks aside, I broke. I broke off my normal path, so I watched a couple uh, Netflix anime series this week. So I watched all of Godzilla Singular Point in three days. It's twelve episodes. That was one of the greatest Godzilla things ever. Uh, mostly because it was pretty much centered around Jet Jaguar, who's my favorite Godzilla character. And this was like a new, improved Jet Jaguar. And the the art is very good. The character, like the human characters were good for maybe the first time ever in Godzilla history. Oh, wow. <laughs> some I like the, the takes on the monsters, and some of them were like combined uh, with different ones. So like Gabra and, and Baragon were combined into one monster. Some of them were just like redesigns. So that was pretty great. If you like Godzilla, Godzilla's singular point is awesome. Also, I think it was maybe written by like <laughs> physicists because there's like real quantum physics in it that they discuss. It's really weird. Uh, and then I started watching the Filipino uh, urban fantasy anime Trace. Yes, yes, I remember this. Yeah, I like that too. It's not as good as Godzilla. It's good. Uh, I was a little hesitant because i thought maybe it might be too like violent because of the trailer it looked kind of gory but it's it's probably not any worse than castlevania so like sometimes people get exploded but it's not like gross or anything because the animation is isn't detailed enough to be really gross but i like the concept a lot and and some of the characters are pretty cool really cool monster designs and then i watched the original blade uh from 1998 on hbo how's it hold up it holds up pretty fun. It's pretty good. Uh, the Some of this CGI is pretty wonky, but there's not a lot of CGI in the movie. So it's mostly just when the skeleton bat things are flying around at the end. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to watch it because I wanted some Blade <laughs> in my life. Sometimes you want a little Blade. Uh, I'll tell you what else does not hold up. Uh, well, what doesn't, just plain old doesn't hold up. Uh, and that is The Lost World Jurassic Park 2. Yeah, I didn't. I even as a kid, I didn't like that one. And let's preface this by saying we both think Jurassic or Jurassic Park is one of the best movies of all time. Jurassic Park is most likely in my top five, definitely my top ten. Yeah, one of the best movies ever. A perfect movie, but Jurassic Park two. God, it. So here's what really stuck out. There's a lot more CGI in this movie, and I guess they just thought, oh, CGI is you know is coming. It's getting easier. Whatever. For I don't know why they did it. The CGI looks terrible in this. The dinosaurs look terrible. They do not look real. Uh, there are a few puppets in this, um, you know, animatronic stuff, and those look great. They will always hold up. Physical things will always hold their value. I remember even as a kid thinking the dinosaur being in the city was the stupidest thing ever. And also Vince Vaughn and Julianne Moore and their dumb eco-hippie characters. And it's like, everyone that dies in this dies because of you. And these aren't even, like, natural living animals. So there's no point in being this kind of a hippie. You know? yeah. I only liked Roland. <laughs> there's uh, the scene where they have the baby T-Rex and they're, like, you know, in the woods at night when it's raining. And, like, Ian Malcolm's, like, running through the woods at night. I, I just, after seeing that first Jurassic Park, I wouldn't be running anywhere just by myself. Yeah. Also, uh, the one other good part is that Peter Stormare gets <laughs> swarmed by those dumb little things at the beginning. That was funny. The copies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't like that movie either. Yeah, we. Uh, the only reason I watched it is because my middle child was like begging me. She loves Jurassic Park, so she was begging me to watch. She'd never seen it before, so. What so. did she like it? Um, she actually got too scared, so we've had to break it up into different nights. She can only go so long. It's it's the intensity is pretty scary to her. Fair, yeah. yeah that she, one's a little gross sometimes. Well, and honestly, like we had to turn it off last night because of the scene where they're in the like the trailer hanging off the cliff. You remember that scene? Yep. And like Julianne Moore falls on the glass and it's cracking. She was just super scared of that. So that's one of the only scenes I I well I remember well. Yeah. So we watched that, uh, and then watched Loki, of course, uh, which no spoilers. Um, and then also, Aaron had to wor- had to watch an episode of The Bachelorette for work. 
Excellent. And so I hate watched it with her, and I, I cannot tell you how much I hate that show. Like I, I hate it. It's it's the worst. It's supposed to be though. Yeah, and I know it yeah. is supposed to be, but it's like, it's it's so formulaic, and and it's like every season, all the same patterns, all the same things happen, and it's just the faces that change. And I just don't know how that keeps people how people are still interested in this. I just don't know how they still watch this. It's the same thing over and over again. Hate watching stuff is fun cuz me and Steph will watch Riverdale and and that's hate watching cuz that's one of the worst things ever made too. Um so you just you you couldn't do it I think alone. You have to have people to talk about it with cuz that makes it more fun. Yeah, every few minutes I would just tell Aaron I hate this so much. <laughs> just Yeah. Uh, it's awful. Uh, so well, you can watch Sexy Beasts on Netflix when that comes out. I Nick, I feel like you and I should at least watch an episode just so we can talk about it on this podcast. I'm a hundred percent going to watch an episode and talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> okay, well that it's a it's a date. <laughs> it's an accord. It's an accord. All right, well that's what we done had watched this past week. So let's talk about this here new news. Dumb Dudes News, all the muck that's fit to rake. Yeah, this first piece of news came out of the blue, uh, the wild blue yonder. So apparently they're making a live-action Beast Wars Transformers movie, which is great for me because that's the Transformers that I liked. It was Beast Wars. And uh, Ron Perlman's going to be Optimus in, in the Beast Wars movie, and that's pretty cool too. Yeah, he so he apparently, I didn't know this, but he voiced... Um, Optimus Primal in a cartoon version or a CGI version of this show called Beast Wars something. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, I I thought that the Optimus Primal in the main one was the same guy that was Optimus, but I could be mistaken. I think it was too. Yeah, but uh, I could be mistaken. Peter uh, was some, Cullen. Yeah, Peter, Peter Cullen. Cullen. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong as usual. It was Gary Chalk. But yeah. So anyway. I haven't seen a, a transform. I did see Bumblebee. Bumblebee wasn't bad. I saw the the first two Michael Bay Transformers, and the second one was so bad that I didn't see any other ones. And then I saw Bumblebee. I think I have seen almost all of them. Maybe I haven't seen one, but they, they it is a quick deterioration after that first one. The first one is fun. We had never yeah. seen anything like it. It was a spectacle, and it was it was fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the, and it, it truly, truly just took a nosedive after that. Yeah, that uh, second one. Oh, boy. And if you think that's bad, I mean, they just get worse. They just get worse. And and if you, there's a, you can go, and we may have talked about this on the show before, but there's a YouTube channel that that tries to, I think IGN did it or somebody, tried to break down the storyline that connects all those movies. And I, there is not a more convoluted thing that I know of. I mean, Japanese what about Kingdom anime. Hearts. Oh well, you you, you got me, Nick. <laughs> you got me. Uh, so yeah, Kingdom Hearts, thirty fourth and a fifth and a one half. Uh, Dream Drop, Distance to the Moon, and one quarter portion. Uh, it might be just as convoluted, but uh, yeah, I I I really wish that they would just make and maybe they'll do it in this one. But I really just make wish they would make it set in the eighties have them look like the 80s versions and it just be uh, a love letter to the toys you know but i doubt we'll ever get that so beast wars might be the closest thing it, let me ask you this nick is the premise of beast wars the first thing that they see when they get to earth is animals and so they that's what they transform into well because it's like it's in the past it's like a long time ago they have these scanners so when they when they do the scanning when they land the only thing it scans are the animals and then some of them scan fossils uh like dinosaur fossils and so whatever they pick up in the scan is what they they transform into uh so that's why they're all animals and dinosaurs and stuff but the the beast wars cartoon has like surprisingly good writing uh it it had pretty complex storylines for being like a weird cg transformers cartoon and like real character development and and a, a storyline that continued not just week by week so it was pretty good so i i like beast wars 
So I'll check out this movie. Oh, I'll definitely watch this movie. I mean, yeah, uh, absolutely check this out. Definitely. I'll, I'll give it a shot, you know? Yeah. I'm a, I, I never really was into the G1 Transformers just because, like, when I was a kid, the right at the right time was when Beast Wars was on, so that's the one that I'm sort of locked in locked into. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is like probably what the people, the G one people thought when the first Transformers movie came out. Maybe so, maybe so. Well, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, this will be good. Uh, maybe we can start a whole new wave of actual good Transformers stuff. Who knows? Yep. Uh, next next piece of news here, we got Good Omens season two coming. Yeah, this was unexpected because there's only one Good Omens book. And uh, Jay sent me a very funny meme that somebody had tweeted uh, about this on Twitter, at Neil Gaiman, who wrote Good Omens. They said, I mean, there is no Good Omens 2 book. What, is he just going to make some story up? And Neil Gaiman replied, um, that was precisely how the first Good Omens was created. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That is good. Yeah, I would be uh I would be like a little more worried about that if Neil Gaiman wasn't writing the season 2. So, but he is and he's probably going to be the showrunner of the show. So, I'm excited about it. I love Good Omens. I never saw any of it, so maybe I should watch it. It's like Jess's favorite thing that exists. Oh, like wow. she's read that book like 50 times. I've never read any book more than once. Oh yeah, she's she's got that she's got like this dog-eared copy that's like dissolving in the other room. <laughs> oh, good for Jess. I'm glad she's getting a little season 2 action there. Yep. Oh, uh so then we have a piece of news here. I don't know if this is really news. This is what this is a confirmation, you know? Yeah. So Kevin Feige, the man, the myth, the legend, confirmed himself that in the Shang-Chi trailer uh, when it features Doctor Strange, uh, one of his guys, uh, a, a wizard of some sort, fighting the the abomination, uh, we he confirmed it was Wong. Yeah, so this was what people were saying right away, that it was Wong. Yeah. And everyone else was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be Wong, but I guess it is Wong. I'm kind of thinking Shang-Chi might take place during the blip, and that... Wong is like doing cage fights to make ends meet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking, I was thinking too, like, why would Wong be in that cage? And I kept thinking of, you know, all these different reasons. But the one that came to my mind was maybe he's trying to keep his skills sharp. That's an, also a good point. Like, we don't know him that well. So if he might, maybe he just likes fighting. Exactly. Yeah. Could be. Maybe he was just frustrated and said, you know, Maybe he's trying to be. Maybe he watched One Punch Man, and thought I need to to fight creatures like that, you know, and get stronger and all that. He got inspired. Do you think that that's going to be in that city from Falcon and Winter Soldier, the X Men city? Oh, yeah, I do. The lighting certainly looks like that style, doesn't it? I think some of the movie's going to take place there. Why can't I think of the name? I keep thinking Madripoor. Is that right? I think it is Madripoor. Yeah. Yeah, Madripoor. I was like, is that right or is that a real place? I was getting, my head's getting confused. <laughs> yeah, so, man, I can't wait for this. And and I think, too, and this, again, no spoilers, but I think that Loki is going to play into the next Doctor Strange movie. I agree as well. I think it's going to lead pretty much right into it. Yeah, and, and maybe even a little bit of Ant-Man, but we'll see. Yep. Uh, all right, so that's all the new news, and that brings us to the question towns. The questions towns. Speaking of Loki, <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this is a Loki themed question uh, because we're obsessed with Loki. We love that show, um, and so if you understand the concept of a variant, or maybe just the concept of you from a parallel dimension, uh, that'll work too. If you haven't seen the show, but the question is: Would you date your variant self, or would you date yourself from another dimension? Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily, like, as we've seen from Loki, you can be any gender or look completely different or perhaps even be an alligator if you're from another. Yeah, you could be an animal or an alligator, a sentient animal, if yeah, whatever it is. Um, But don't get too weird, you know. Yeah, so for me, it's basically, this is the same as as Hey Riddle Riddles, Would You Kiss Your Clone? 
Uh, for me, no, I don't think so. I like I would agree with myself a lot, which would be nice. But I would I know like I feel like you know everything you're gonna say, and that's not interesting at all. Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. I think you would get it, you would get bored of it maybe. Um, and also that that variant version of you doesn't add anything like it doesn't have a different perspective it doesn't have a different skill set i mean maybe it does but but you can be assured that a different person is going to bring a whole lot of different things to the table and keep things fresh and interesting yeah so that's a no from me and it sounds like a no from you it is a no from me bud yeah so this is a short little question sometimes but you know we just want to know like this is what we want to know it is what we want to know, so answer us, and we'll tell you how to get in touch with us later in the show, as we always do. I always do, Khaleesi. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the new, new. New, 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 new. New, new. New, new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele Dezine. And we are going to start it off with a goodie, buddy, the best on the list. we just coming off, it, hot off the press. Uh, even though the press has nothing to do with this. Correct. Um, but it is the second trailer for the Apple TV Plus show Foundation, the Isaac Asimov tale. Yeah, a complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, all living under the rule of the Galactic Empire. So, you know, your Galactic Empire space-faring uh, sort of classic sci-fi premise there mm-hmm. but this looks really really good it's got jared harris in it which automatically means it's good because yep literally the man's never been in anything bad uh we got lee pace known to some as ronan the accuser and others as thranduil of mirkwood those are the two main ones that i know in this list but there's, there's a bunch of other actors probably some good ones yeah. leah harvey she's good yeah uh you know what else is good is this dang trailer bro it's gorgeous. It looks Gosh. futuristic in a cool new way. This is, uh, yeah, futurism, imagery, just visually stunning futurism. Is that, is that what we should say? Visually stunning futurism? Yeah, that's, it's, it just looks so cool. Uh, this is on Apple TV Plus, so I'm going to actually have to get it for real. And there's, it's st- I'm stacking up things that I need to watch on there. So when I get it, I'm going to have a field day. Because I really want to watch Ted Lasso, and I want to watch On the Rocks, and all these other things. Yeah. So when this when this actually comes out in, I think, September, maybe? That's right. Yeah. Then Nick is actually going to bite the bullet here. Yep. I might do it before that, because I really want to watch Ted Lasso as well. But it yeah. starts on September 24th there on Apple go. TV+. Plus. So if you don't care about watching any of these boogers, you can you can you want to watch something good. This is the one you can watch. That's really good. Yeah, this is the best one. There's one other one that I'm pretty into. Yeah, but it's not this next one. No, we're gonna take the we're gonna take a big old fat steaming poo on some of these guys. And the first one we're gonna poo on is Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. Okay. So this is a young girl's love for a tiny puppy named Clifford makes the dog grow to an an, an enormous size. We're all familiar with Clifford the dog. He's from Little Kid Books, and that is where he should have stayed. Because, first of all, John Cleese is in this, and that's not a good use of his time. He's a he's a, a, an international treasure. We, these, these stars keep taking these roles and stuff that we don't want them in. We don't care about them. It's a waste of their time. Uh, and in this particular instance, John Cleese is in a movie... Uh, about a red dog who transforms with uh, a wish and a tear of a child into an enormous uh, destroyer of worlds. A kaiju. Nick, there it is. He's a kaiju. Clifford is a kaiju. Clifford is a kaiju, and there's the title. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Clifford is a kaiju. Jess was most disconcerted by the fact that as a puppy he was just rendered in cg as a full-grown dog but small (laughs) yes this is completely cgi the dog is clifford the big red kaiju it's um you know he doesn't talk so i will give them that but the cgi just doesn't look good and i just think the whole movie you're gonna watch this and be like just doesn't look real 
Yeah, there are some things that should either stay cartoons or children's books and not translate into live action, and this is apparently chief amongst them. Yeah, so I know this. I look. I know we're not the target audience, and I know that kids are not. You know, little kids are not as harsh of a critic. Uh, but they don't have a podcast where they talk about trailers. So, you know what, kids? You can all go to bed. Yeah, this is podcast after dark. <laughs> where, I mean, you can still listen to it because it's completely clean, but still, after dark. It's clean, but it's edgy. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but... <laughs> no, it's not. It's just two dumb dudes uh, talking about stuff. So, anyway, uh, we're going to skip Clifford the Big Red Kaiju. What I'm not going to skip is this next one, which is the other one on this list that I'm excited about. Yeah, so this does look good. It is The Many Saints of Newark. This is a look at the formative years of New Jersey gangster Tony Soprano. This is a a Sopranos prequel movie set in the 70s about young Tony, starring Michael Gandolfini, who is James Gandolfini's son, which is pretty great if you're going to have young uh, Tony. And uh, John Bernthal's in it, and Leslie Odom Jr.'s in it. Vera Farmiga plays Tony's mom, which is hilarious. Have you watched The Sopranos, Ben? No, see, I was going to say, I have not seen a single episode of it. Okay, Sopranos is one of the best things ever made, and it kind of created good TV. Like, Sopranos is sort of... Twin Peaks had a hand in creating good TV as well, but Sopranos really sort of pushed it over that like that's when peak tv sort of started to be a thing right uh it did it was uh a sufferer of season six disease so the five seasons initiative would have done a great service because i thought the last season was bad though i do like the ending i know a lot of people don't like the ending i like the ending i uh, see i heard that yeah I, th- I did hear like maybe mixed uh mixed reactions of from it yeah it's so it's an old show, so I think we can probably talk about the ending. Um, at the ending, it just it fades to black in a restaurant to a point where it looks like your cable went out, like it just cuts to black suddenly. But if you pay attention to the rest of the season, uh, there's a, a couple times where they're talking about him. His, he's talking to his brother-in-law, and his brother-in-law they're talking about like what happens when you die. And it's either Tony or his brother-in-law. Someone says, I think it just cuts out, fade to black, nothing, you know? And so that to me means that that there's this guy with the members-only jacket who's being shifty. So I I think he shot him. But anyway, based on, I I like an ambiguous ending. uh, So I like that. But this looks great, like... I recognize the characters. Uh, as I was saying, Vera Farmiga is is Tony's mom. So Tony's mom is a hilarious character. She would always be like, uh, "Oh, Tony, who had such a terrible mother," like <laughs> self pitying, you know. Uh, Corey Stoll is Uncle June, who's like the bald old man in Sopranos, but it's Corey Stoll in the seventies. And then it's about uh, Michael Imperioli played Christopher in The Sopranos. And uh, his dad was had been killed before the show started. It was Tony's uncle or whatever. So uh, uh, Tony's like hanging out with his dad and this his uncle. So that'll be cool to see because I only know of him through uh, reputation. Ah. But if you like The Sopranos, this looks fantastic. You know who else is in this? Chantix. <laughs> Chantix. Stop smoking. Why would anybody want to do that? Speaking of him, did, <laughs> Ray you see, did you see that Ray Liotta was cast in Elizabeth Banks' Cocaine Bear movie that we talked about? No. Yeah, Carrie Russell, <laughs> Ray Liotta, and a couple other people were cast in Cocaine Bear. Carrie Russell, we love Carrie Russell here. We love Carrie Russell here, and I, I already wanted to see Cocaine Bear just because of the title. So, and it's produced by Phil Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and directed by Elizabeth Banks. But yeah, so but yeah, Chantix himself is going to be in there. <laughs> Chantix himself. <laughs> Stop smoking. Uh, <laughs> all right. So then next up we have uh, a movie or a series or something. I don't. It's a movie. Okay. Who cares? It's called Jolt. All right. So Jolt is a Kate Beckinsale movie 
The summary is a bouncer with a slightly murderous anger management problem that she controls with the help of an electrode-lined vest she uses to shock herself back to normalcy whenever she gets homicidal. After the first guy she's ever fallen for is murdered, she goes on a revenge-fueled rampage to find the killer while the cops pursue her as their chief suspect. So, this is an action movie. Kate Beckinsale, uh, Stanley Tucci, Susan Sarandon, Bobby Cannavale. You know... I can buy Kate Beckinsale as like a vampire with super strength, beating up dudes. I can buy that. But to me, it didn't, it, they didn't communicate any sort of superpower in this or whatever. It, she just looked like a 100-pound woman with normal 100-pound woman strength beating up huge dudes. And it's just, it's really difficult for me to suspend my belief. I take issue with your comment because I think the trailer very clearly shows she has some sort of augmented ability. She's got, like, electrode things in her back. Yeah, but the whole point of the electrodes things is to shock her back to normalcy, not to shock her into Hulk mode, right? I think she has some sort of Hulk mode, though, because of that. Like, otherwise that wouldn't be a thing. It's clearly some sort of weird sci-fi rage thing. It looks like Crank. I guess it ain't so clear-cut after all. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, that uh, maybe the trailer's just not cut very well because it made it seem like what's her power? She gets mad. Oh, she just gets so mad. <laughs> it's just like here's a okay. Uh, Kate Beckinsale is Karen, starring as Karen, and she's coming for you. She's really angry. She wants to talk to the, she wants to talk to the manager here. We almost made it a week without Jerry Lewis. Yeah, well, Kate Beckinsale is 47, and she still looks like she looked in Underworld, so she can get it. Uh, I would date Kate, Be- Kate Beckinsale, let me just tell you that. She is still so beautiful. Yeah, and usually Hollywood doesn't... Uh, I was talking to my cousin about this. Hollywood sort of tries to make women go away when they turn 25. So yeah. I just think, I, this movie looks ridiculous, but good for her. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, make this movie, 100%. It does look insane, though, and... But I thought she had superpowers. If she doesn't have superpowers and she just has to have a thing that like tones her down, that doesn't make any sense. But it's also just a ridiculous action movie. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make. I need to see an. Actually, I, I really want to see another trailer that fleshes this out more, that like explains it better, because <laughs> apparently we do not understand this very well. Yeah, I would like. I want to hear more from Jolt. Yeah, I, I'm will. I'm will. I will say that I'm willing to to hear more. I'm pretty, I also gotta say that I'm pretty sure that Jolt is the last one on this list that I'm gonna say that for. Uh, yes, I think, I think I will say the same thing. Also, you know who else is in this trailer? Ickle First, the Filch is a nice one. Oh, David Bradley. You best keep your wits about you. <laughs> Davis, David Bradley is in every single British thing ever made. Gotta love him. <laughs> He's in there. He's been in everything. Uh, all right. So then uh, let's talk about this next trailer here, which is for Cinderella. Yeah. So this is a modern musical version of the classic fairy tale Cinderella. It's going to be on Amazon. It's going to come out sometime this year on Amazon. We got Camilla Caballo, uh, Billy Porter, Edina Menzel. So, you know, we got a lot of musical, like a lot of musical actors in this. It doesn't change the fact that this is still Great Values Disney Princess. This is 100% Great Values Disney Princess. Uh, pretty much whenever Disney adapts a classic story, they sort of salt the earth so that no one can ever adapt it again. Like, look at what happened when Andy Serkis tried to make a Jungle Book thing on Netflix. Everyone was like, what is this? This ain't Jungle Book. But, you know. Was it Mowgli? Dis- is that what he made? Mowgli? Yeah. And, you know, it's adapted from the Rudyard Kipling the Jungle Book stories, but people just, when something gets locked into Disney, it becomes Disney. And and then everything else is great values. Pretty much. Great value. Yeah. Uh, Camille Caballo in this can also be seen in the, the Fate of the Furious, the eighth Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I've seen it. Me neither. I, think, I don't think I've seen six, seven, or eight. I've only seen one, three, five, and four. I've seen one, two, three, and five. I think those are the only ones I've seen. I, I like that neither one of us has gone in a contiguous order. <laughs> just caught it somehow. We just <laughs> so I was kind of lost. I think when I watched five. Yeah. 
I was like, is this triple X? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Why are they, why are they dragging a bank behind them? <laughs> yes, that that is the one I saw, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, so moving on, we've got a, another trailer, trailer number two, and it's a Red Band trailer for Fear Street. Yeah, this is a Maya Hawk starring R.L. Stein adaptation of the Fear Street, which are the edgy Goosebumps books for for kids who are a little older than Goosebumps. Uh, the plot of this is a circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. Uh, I'm not welcome because I'm not coming into this town because this looks like a snooze fest to me and I don't want to see it. Yeah, I bet this looks this looks like it, if you read these books as a kid, it would be fun, but I didn't read these books. This, to me, does not seem like it's for kids. This seems like it's for adults. Yeah, but it's for, like, teens. Because it's angsty. It's like, the, it's like the edgy Goosebumps. So this is, like, for when you're, like, maybe 14, 15, and you're, like, too cool. I don't know. I No, I think you're right. Because I, I watch this and go, yeah, this is gratuitous. And so, and that's, like, like teenagers want it to be, like, edgy and, and, and have, you know... Th- objectionable things in it just just for the sake of having objectionable things and that's what this is yeah pretty much and this is the first of a trilogy of fear streets that are going to be on netflix this one's 1994 the second one's going to be 1978 and then 1666 so we're we're dropping 300 years between those ones and I can tell you I won't watch a single one of these. They'll all pass me by, and I don't care. You, your David Bradley impression sounds more like Creature the House Elf. <laughs> no, this is I don't. This this is more of my uh, Goblin, uh, Goblin <laughs> voice. Okay. I thought you were. I thought you were being Filch still. I'm a Goblin Filch, you know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Fear Street. I guess if you're into horror and edgy teen stuff, whatever, it's for you. It exists. It's coming out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then we have uh, something that is a foreign language, I guess, a horror. Uh, it's called Blood Red Sky. This is so stupid. Okay, I, let me read the, the plot here. A woman with a mysterious illness is forced into action when a group of terrorists attempt to hijack a transatlantic overnight flight. This is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. This is a vampires on a plane movie. Uh, Dominic Purcell is in this, who you might remember as Dracula from Blade 3. So he's he's now the victim of vampires, as he's the terrorist that is attacking this plane. Um, Graham McTavish is also in this, who is in The Hobbit. He's one of the, the dwarves. And... Uh, there's a bunch of French people, but this is so, st- I don't know. Yeah, it. I, I will say I was not expecting that twist. Like the, there's a twist when it goes to vampires in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. But then I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm just not, I'm still not interested. I wasn't expecting that and I didn't want it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's exactly right. A, a twist that I didn't care about or want or ask for. This okay. Did you ever? Do you know the 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 strain that was on FX? It's also books. Yeah, I know the books. Yeah, I watched. I read the books. I read all three of the strain books, and I watched a couple seasons of the FX show. the The way that it starts is a plane lands, uh, and there's no one on it, and everyone in it has been like killed, and it was killed by a vampire. So when I was watching this, I was like, this is just like the beginning of the strain. So like, this is what happened. This is like the prequel of the strain, but with none of the other characters from the strain. I just look so stupid. Yeah. And they, they, you know how, um, gosh, you know how in vampire stuff uh, for the past, I don't know, 10 years and maybe in instant horror stuff too, they love the profile shot where the vampire looks up and opens its mouth really wide and bears all the fangs. Or maybe uh-huh. it's a monster that it's the profile shot of their head and they, they, they and then they're screaming. But they they do that like three or four times in this one trailer. Yeah, it's like I get it. But like, okay, so now we have a monster versus terrorists. Who do I want to win? No one. I don't care. 
uh, I don't even want to see the battle. I'm not interested. No, that movie was like a Colin Robinson energy vampire of movie trailers. Like, <laughs> yeah, I watched yeah. it and I was tired at the end. Yeah, the only the only vampires I want these days are New Zealanders. Yeah, or ones that have to be in Marvel to fight Blade. That's it. Yes. No, you're exactly right. I stand corrected. So this one's going to pass us by. Blood Red Sky. This is a uh, blood red doo-doo. <laughs> Gross. You better go to the doctor. <laughs> or maybe you ate beets. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> little Port- Portlandia reference for you there. Yep. Uh, all right. So then we have a trailer for Charming the Hearts of Men. This is a romantic drama set during the politically charged early 60s where a sophisticated woman returns to her southern hometown and discovers her options are limited yet discrimination is plentiful. With the help of a congressional ally, she inspires historic legislation which allows opportunities and protections never before afforded to women. Honestly, I'm okay with just reading this history and knowing that it exists. I don't necessarily need to see a movie about it. But it's got uh, Sean Astin and Kelsey Grammer in it. <laughs> uh, it's, so it's got uh, Samwise and Beast. Yep, that's right. Uh, there's a great part where Kelsey Grammer goes, Women! <laughs> and I'm going to uh, grab that quote. Women! From the trailer, but it reminded me of my favorite joke from the show, Frasier. There's this one where uh, he's dating someone and he brings... He, brings her back and his dad likes her too and so they're arguing about like they're fighting over her and and uh marty his dad goes i thought you brought her here for me and fraser goes since when do i bring you women (laughs) 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 oh i'll never get tired of that it was yeah it was wendy malick was the was the actress too and she's great as well i love her so would you rather watch for two hours, let's say, would you rather watch Charming the Hearts of Men or two hours of reruns of Frasier? Frasier. <laughs> Done. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, Frasier. Uh, the next trailer we have here is A Dark Foe. Okay, the plot of this, a guilt-ridden FBI agent stranded in the painful memory of the abduction of his sister suffers from a rare condition known as nyctophobia, an irrational fear of the dark, and will have to face off with the cunning serial killer who took her away. I watched this trailer twice and I couldn't figure that out. No, 100% you cannot figure that out. Uh, when I when it when it first starts up, they have like a a, a scene, like a a murder scene or whatever, and they like show the arm of this person, like, look, it's another one of those tattoos. And and my immediate thought was, does this guy kill people and then spend like an hour giving them a tattoo on their arm? Like, what is this? Right, exactly, and the and I will point out that the dude that finds the body at the beginning is Glenn Morsauer, who we have talked about extensively on this podcast, is the guy who always plays an army colonel in everything. But this time, he's a detective? Yeah, special agent. He's agent, <laughs> agent colonel <laughs> major detective Glenn Morsauer. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I like him a lot. He He is typecast, though. I also like Selma Blair, who is playing a psychiatrist in this, and I. But I want I want to take her away from here. Like I want I want to go to her and take her away from this place. Yeah, she. This is low budge. Uh, it really is low budge. I mean, it, it honestly looks kind of like a Skinamax movie. It really does. It has that vibe. Yeah. Uh, I never heard of the main actor, uh, Selma Blair, and and Glenn Moisauer. I I know. There's some Native American actors in it who I. This one guy looks familiar, but I, I don't think I've seen anything. Oh, he was in Wind Wind River. I saw Wind River. That was a good movie, with uh, Jeremy Renner. Look, I I am I would. I am all for more Native Americans in movies, but but not this. But good movies like yeah. Wind River. Yeah, like good good stuff, uh, or or maybe just hey, just it's a Native American person doing things that other people do you know not necessarily in a native american role yeah you can uh, we should let hollywood know you can cast more native american actors as like in uh like in uh the uh alan tudyk alien show there's just like lots of native american actors in that there you go it, it takes place in colorado or whatever yeah so uh a dark foe probably gonna miss this one 
Yeah, no, this looks really stupid. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next pile of dew. Uh, it, it is something called the chair. Uh, but I don't know if this is a pile of dew or not. It's just... This is such a teaser trailer. It's got Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy. Yep. And uh, it's just the the description is the look a look at the trials and tribulations of the chair of an English department at a major university, and it's a comedy created by Amanda Peet. Now, there's one thing that that gives me slight hope for this is that I see Bob Balaban in the cast, and people will remember him from all of the Christopher Guest movies, which are all very good, and he was also in Seinfeld as the the NBC guy who was going to give them a pilot. But that's the only thing we really have to go off of. There's a pretty good pratfall in this teaser trailer that Sandra O oh does when she sits down. But, you know, that that's it. It's a teaser trailer, so we don't know about this one. Yeah. Don't know, and there's really not much more to say about that. I was just wondering, has Netflix made any funny sitcoms like that were successful and good? Uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the first season, was pretty good. But... That was, you know, it was a Tina Fey show, so it had that thing like 30 Rock where there's a million jokes in the background at all times. Ah, uh, yeah. My, my favorite joke from all of Kimmy Schmidt was uh, in the background, Carol Kane is watching Jeopardy, and the category was Madonna songs that sucked, and uh, what the clue was, this one from 1993 really sucked, <laughs> and it was like, really, Alex Trebek? <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, yeah. So we would rather maybe watch Kimmy Schmidt than this. Yeah, and and if we're going that route, just watch Thirty Rock. I'll watch Thirty Rock over anything on this list, except for Foundations. Right, exactly. So, all right. Then the eleventh uh, trailer that we have here is for Beckett, which is starring Mr. Washington, Denzel's son. What's his name? John David Washington. That's it. Yeah, and Alicia Vikander. Uh, following a tragic car accident in Greece, Beckett, an American tourist, finds himself at the center of a dangerous political conspiracy and on the run for his life. Uh, this looks like pretty standard fare for, like, a conspiracy movie. Uh, this guy looks like he... It looks like... He's playing, like, a hapless victim who's drawn into this, but he really looks like a dude that was haplessly drawn into the like he looks like he was haplessly drawn into the movie. <laughs> also, he he has a broken arm for what seems like most of the movie. So I was just like, this is Adventures of Broken Arm Man. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know because like John David Washington's pretty good, but he hasn't been in enough things to be dependable. Like I don't I don't see him and think, ah, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that he's a. Is he a what I would call a bankable star yet? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, would you consider Alicia Vikander a bankable star? I think she's on the fringe of that. I, I think yeah. she's B list. Yeah, I see. I like her. I think she's a great actress. I mean, heck, she was in Deus, uh, or she was in Ex yeah, Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah, and Tomb Raider was good too. And to, yeah, Tomb Raider's good. So I mean, she's got the chops, uh, and, and she's pretty. I just don't know that people recognize her. Yeah, she looks she looks the same as those British women that all look like that. But she's like, not British. She's a uh, Scandinavian, I think. I know, but she looks like those. She looks <laughs> like she just looks like Emily Blunt to me, who is British. All those British people. So the you know this. Um, I'm trying to think what this looks like. Uh, like, what what could you compare this to? The Fugitive? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Fugitive, maybe The Tourist a little. Maybe. Those are pretty good. That's pretty comparable. So, come on down and see Adventures of Broken Arm Man. Yeah, uh, Broken Arm Man and Tomb Raider. They're cops. And, <laughs> they're that's it. All right, so the Adele DeZinth trailer that we've got here is The True Don Quixote. This one looks fun, unlike some of the previous ones. Uh, yeah. Tim Blake Nelson is a man who's safe and comfortable and bored to death with his life. In his state of despair, he looks to classic stories for inspiration. Awakened by the tales of yore, he anoints himself Don Quixote to find adventure, fame, and glory that will make his life worthwhile, all the while never leaving his one-mile-square neighborhood... <laughs> Even the description made me laugh. 
So Jacob Badalon's in this playing Sancho, basically Sancho Panza, uh, his version of it. And Tim Blake Nelson is Don Quixote. Tim Blake Nelson also in Kimmy Schmidt. Um, and uh, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Uh, he's also in the HBO Watchmen series. And The Incredible Hulk. That's right. Yeah, That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, a very lot of things. He's 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 all over the place. Yeah, he's got. I mean, he's a pretty recognizable face if you don't recognize his name. Yeah, uh, Jacob Batalon. You'll you'll know him from the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movies. Yep, he's in Spider-Man. He's Ned. He's also in that weird Rooster Teeth movie with our friend Adam. Uh, and yeah, so this looks funny. This is a real teasery, but this looks low budget and i think it's like straight to like streaming or whatever yeah yep, but i yep. really i really would watch this if it was if it was available it might yep. be on imdb tv it says so i think a, that's like a channel on amazon or something oh is it yeah like a free channel free with ads interesting what a place to land right yeah weird but anyway it looks like this would probably be fun yeah, maybe so. It does, I mean, it's you know the acting's probably going to be pretty good, at least. All right, so that does it for all the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. And last week we asked, based on the new Shang Chi trailer, who would you want to see in a Marvel cage fight? So Kevin started it out. Did he email us? Yeah, he emailed us. He sent along this along with the logo for the Five Seasons Initiative. <laughs> He didn't let us down. Kevin, you don't let us down, sir. So, Kevin said, if it's a cage fight, my picks have to be Johnny Blaze versus Power Man for no particular reason. And he said, he wants you to do the voice, Nick. Oh, I, I see what he's doing here. See, uh, Johnny Blaze was Nick Cage, and, and Power Man is Luke Cage. So, it's Nick Cage versus Luke Cage in a cage match. I see what you did there! <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, a well-thought-out answer as usual. I don't know why he said do the voice. I don't do the voice. Nick Cage is in the room with me. I mean, I, I cannot deny that he is in the room with you. I see him behind you. Yeah, he's standing there always keeping <laughs> an eye on things. Yeah, he is motionless. I do move him around sometimes to scare people. Sometimes I put <laughs> him in the door. Stuff like that. <laughs> Jay said a really good one. Jay said, Howard the Duck and Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite a, um, a, what is it, a dog fight. Uh, it's, all, it's, all, it's like a cross between a dog fight and a rooster fight, like a yeah. cock fight. Yeah, yeah a cock fight, yeah. Uh, this would be fun. I don't know who would win. Probably Rocket would win. I would imagine Rocket would win. Uh, in the little cameo in Endgame when, when Howard the Duck is at the battle at the end of Endgame. He's got a pretty big gun. So uh, if if they both have their guns, I know we said no guns, but like if they both have guns, I'm still going to put my money on Rocket. Yeah, Rocket's are probably a good shot at this point. I would really like to watch this fight, though. I'd watch this. I'd pay to watch this. Uh, and then Charlie said Man-Thing and Groot. Battle of the Giant Plant Monsters. Yes, Man-Thing. See, uh, Man-Thing, is he different than Swamp-Thing? Yeah, Man-Thing, well, they're the same kind of a thing, but Man-Thing predates Swamp-Thing, so Swamp-Thing became more popular, but but Man-Thing was there first. And uh, they're both sort of the same type of thing, unless unless you go by the uh, Alan Moore Swamp-Thing comics, then they have slightly different, but Man-Thing is a Nexus being, and he's extremely powerful, so I think Man-Thing might have the edge over Groot. Interesting. So I, I would be interested to see this too. This is this is good answers. Yeah, this would be awesome. Be some good fights. Well, if you have some good fights, actually, uh, you should have some some romantic uh, ideas with your your variant self. If you have any ideas about whether you would date your your variant, you should email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com, or you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, where I will post a questions times post for you to post on post uh you can follow us on twitter at trailer underscore blazers if you want episode updates i do not push anything else there and uh, you can rate and review us if you're feeling generous on apple podcasts and if you do that quick make is going to tell you what happens 
Hey, folks, well, look who it is. It's your favorite variant of Ben. It's Quick Mickey Buddy. And uh, if you leave a five-star right alone there on that Apple podcast, guess what? We're going to fight the powers that be, Buddy. We're going to fight against this movie studio that made Clifford the Big Red Kaiju, and we're going to do it ourselves. And how you say, well, Quick Mickey, how are we going to do that? Well, folks, we're going to get a dog from the pound. And then we're going to feed it. And I feed it a lot. We're going to put bacon grease on his food so he just keeps eating it, you know. And get him really big as we can get him. And you might say, well, quick Mickey, that's not, he's only going to get so big. But he can get fat at a certain point. Well, if that's the way it's got to go, that's the way it's going to go. And then we're going to buy some of that washout hair dye because we don't want to hurt the dog. Uh, We just want to make him red but he's not going to be computer generated so he he will have to be trained and look there's a lot of ins and outs to this i haven't completely thought it through i'm just being honest with you but it is good in your life to be honest and that is a tip thank you for that quick mickey effervescent reticulated resplendent as always for the trailer blazers my name is nick and i am a great values disney princess happy trailers and I'm Ben Moon, and I stop smoking with Chantix. Happy trailsers. And welcome back, folks, to the Vid Yo Games. One quarter portion of the show folks nick and i have not played a single video game nope but i'm i keep considering buying that mass effect legendary edition but i feel like i don't want to pay full price for it because i already played those games a lot so i kind of want it to be cheaper i can i can absolutely understand that and it will drop in price certainly uh i actually pre-ordered a game nick which one Writer's Republic. Oh, yeah. So, if you'll remember from two weeks ago, that was the one with all the crazy, like, skateboarding and uh, jetpacks and, like, squirrel suits and, like, mountain biking and all that, all that crazy stuff. Yep. So, wingsuit diving and uh, snowboarding and downhill mountain biking, all that good stuff. And it, uh, I, I'm going to pay full price for it. I don't even care. I want this. Um, I want to relive my SSX Tricky days. And some people have said, some people that got their hands on it said it kind of reminds them of SSX Tricky. Well, it does look fun. So, I'm sure I look forward to hearing a, on a future installment of what we've been playing about about that game, Riders Republic. Yeah, it comes out in September. There's a lot of stuff coming out in September, movies and games and stuff. Yeah, and well, shows. that's why we're in the dregs lands now. Yeah, I think you're right. So there'll be some great stuff to talk about in, in uh, September. We'll have we'll have fun with that. So, so, But we haven't been playing anything, but there is some industry news, some video game industry news. Yeah, so Blizzard had a little thing, uh, quarterly check-in with Diablo 4, and they announced that uh, they showed some of the character designs and... Uh, some of the creature designs, but one of the most interesting things I thought was that you can have character customization on your uh, character that you make, your main character, which is, as far as I remember, never been a thing in Diablo before. You could sort of change up what armor you have, but that's about it. So this one, you can go in and like basically character create, like design your character, which is pretty cool. Do you know if it, if it's like going beyond just changing the colors and stuff of the armor? Is it like actually like creating the armor yourself or something like that? In Diablo Four, it looks like like a Skyrim level of character customization. So I'm wondering if you can mix and match bits of armor and mess with it like that because you can change your face and and like skin and like tattoos and stuff, like almost like a Fallouty type situation. So. Mm. I'm sure there's a deep, a deep customization with armor as well. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool that they're still sort of supporting that game for folks. Yeah, well, this is going to be for Diablo Four, which is the one that's not out yet. Oh, I'm thinking of three. Yeah, so this one is the one that they announced recently, and that's 
not supposed to come out in 2021, but hopefully 2022. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, that'll be fun. Um, I never got through all of three though, so I, you know. I I played two. I th- it's in Diablo two and Mafia one are the two games that I've played the most in my life, like hours wise. Like I I I probably played like a thousand hours of Diablo two. Uh, but yeah, I didn't beat three either, so I never got to the end of three. So I don't know yeah. about four. I like I I love two, but like, do I do I like this kind of game anymore? Where you just are running around top down slashing things? I don't know if I do. Yeah, the loot the looter slasher, not a looter shooter, a looter slasher. Yeah, I'm know. I'm not sure, but everything they put out, I like the designs of. So maybe maybe it might draw me in. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news that we got here is Kojima teaming up with Microsoft? Question mark. Yeah. So Kojima has traditionally dealt with Sony in the past and has recently with Death Stranding, but apparently there's a, a new report that they've inked a deal for some sort of exclusive Microsoft game bet- between Kojima and Microsoft. Whereas the content has not yet been decided, they just want him to make a game for Microsoft, and I believe they've like signed contracts for that. So that's interesting and, and new. Yeah, that's a lot of confidence in a man's ability. I mean, he created Metal Gear Solid, so he's got he's got clout. <laughs> he does, he does. He's got the chops. Um, I'm not the biggest Kojima fan, honestly. I have never played any of his games, but I know that Kevin loves Metal Gear Solid 3, and uh, Derek loves Metal Gear Solid just overall. And uh, so hopefully this is a good thing that those guys will like. I I will say I did like the first three Metal Gear Solid games. I mean, the first cosplay I ever did was uh, was The Pain from Metal Gear Solid uh, 3. My friend Dale did that as well. Is that the B? The, yeah, was that the yeah. B? The B guy? Yeah. yeah. My friend Dale did that as well. Well, how about that? So I do. You know, I, I haven't played, but I haven't played like. Is it Death Stranding? Yeah, I haven't played that. Kevin played that. I don't know if he liked it. I forgot. Kevin, tell us if you liked Death Stranding. Yeah, and I didn't play Metal Gear Solid Four or Five, so because I didn't have a PS3. Yep, I never played any of them. Yeah. All right, so then uh, next piece of news here, Jedi Fallen Order sequel may be coming. This is very uh, clickbaity, but the the Star Wars account, like the video game account, tweeted out a picture of Fallen Order and said, now might be a good time to play Jedi Fallen Order or to play or revisit Jedi Fallen Order or something. So people think that they're going to announce a new one at the EA event that's coming up. Uh, I would like that. I loved a Jedi Fallen Order. It took me a little while to get into it uh, because I was playing it with the difficulty too high. And it, if you turn that difficulty up, that game is hard. It's like a Star Wars Souls game. But once I reset the difficulty to the who are you kidding yourself, like don't kid yourself level made for people like me, uh, then I was on board and I really liked it. Yeah. I need to finish it on uh on stadia um it didn't really capture me right off the bat so i i just need to play it a little bit more because i know it's good yeah it doesn't capture you right away you got to keep going a bit no um so that's all the news but we do have a couple of new trailers here we've got just three that we thought was worth talking about yeah um so the first one is ghost of tsushima director's cut yeah, so they're making an updated version of the game for PS5 called the Director's Cut that has upped the graphics even more and added a bunch of little features, the most exciting of which being a, an expansion. There's like an island expansion with new storyline on it and new characters, like new villains, etc. And so you know I'm going to have to get this expansion. So I'm hoping... We, I have... Ghost of Tsushima already, obviously, digitally on my PlayStation. So I'm hoping I can either just get the, like, an upgrade so I can play the expansion or something. But we'll, I'll let you know when when I figure out what happens with that. But, yeah, that game was so good. I need, I need it to come out on Windows 10. That's what I need. 
Yeah, you need it, and you need to play it because it's so good. I want to play it so bad. Ugh. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe when uh, PlayStation 5s are actually obtainable and uh, go down in price, which will be several years from now, then I can actually play it. Right. Uh, we have something called Greedfall, Greedfall Gold Edition. Yeah, so Greedfall is a game that's been out a while, but this is a, like another... It's a gold edition. So we just have like director's cuts and gold editions this week. Yeah. Uh, this game, I don't really know much about it. Does the trailer doesn't really tell you much about it? It's really didn't. Yeah, it, some of the creatures in it look kind of cool, and it's it looks like it has a third person dynamic. So maybe I would like it, but I don't know. It just it kind of looked like a little bit like generic fantasy to me. It did, yeah. It kind of had like a Three Musketeers look to it. Oh yeah, a little French, a little French uh, influence there. Yeah, so that if you like uh, Greedfall, you're in luck because the gold edition's coming out. <laughs> I had never even heard of this until this trailer. Yeah, me neither. So, well, uh, and then the last one we have here is Dying Light Two: Stay Human. This is a gameplay trailer for this, and I will say one thing: the lighting in this game looks really good. It does, and that's why it's, it's called Dying Light Two, <laughs> because the light <laughs> is dying to be good. What does that even mean? It is. This gameplay, though, I don't know that this is necessarily up my alley. No, it's just another like zombie game. Yeah. It's like it's like a zombie game mixed with Mirror's Edge. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is why last week we didn't have a video game's one-quarter portion. It's because they put out the same... There's, there's nothing earth-shattering coming out in these things. Like I haven't wanted to play a game... Since Cyberpunk, and I didn't even like Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Uh, oh, I will say, um, you know what I got for free? Did I tell you what I got for free on Epic Game on Epic Game Store? You did not. Uh, so the game that I got for free on Epic Game Store was uh, Control, a game that I've been wanting to play for a long time. It was free, so I picked it up, and um, I'm gonna, I am gonna think I'm going to play it on my laptop. I have that game as well, but I haven't started it yet. I've heard it's great. Oh, well, I should play that. I haven't played anything in so long. I really should. I think it's first person, though, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jess started playing it, but then she stopped because she said it was uh, it was always too bright outside or in the living room, and you'd have to play it at night to see it. Interesting. Glare. The, she was, the real enemy was the glare. Exactly. Glare was the enemy all along. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, that does it for the uh, the Vigi Games one quarter portion of the show. Nick, you got anything else? No, uh, no, uh, my brain has been killed by the amount of construction going on outside my house. And fireworks. And fireworks, and just please, uh, please, just let me die. Give me something <laughs> for the pain and let me die. <laughs> uh, well, we, we don't want that to happen, but uh, I will say that for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a gold edition. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I am a director's cut. Happy trailsers. I thought we, we were coming out of the quarantine. We wouldn't have to deal with this place anymore. Oh, no. Armageddon. There's that sound again. What is it? It's getting closer.